When there's trouble, I don't mind. House on fire, just draw the blinds. Flood comes rushing to my door, cleans the windows and the floor. In his sheets, I know whatever man dreams when he sleeps. I can't say what a man will do, but God spits names into their gloom. Take me to tall trees, let me grow up silent. I love this sexy, and hunger is violent. Beautiful Mutants, a space cast, or if you prefer, podcast, where we use conversation and sound to cut up fear-based trance narratives and coagulate them into celebrations of the imagination and the human spirit and the endless creative potential of reality itself, chaos. Chaos in its true sense, meaning not disorder, but unorder, endless creative potential. My name is Dusty Santa Maria. I am your host. The music you hear behind my voice, as well as Miss America, the song that opened today's episode, was created by Galen Ballinger, our guest today on Beautiful Mutants. Galen's debut album of original songs is called To Build a Fire and will be released December 4th by Mr. Pink Records, available on cassette tape, vinyl, digital, and streaming everywhere you can stream music. It will be good medicine for the end of this shit show of a year, which If you're listening to this, congratulations on surviving. We're going into a new decade, the 2020s. What will it bring? What an adventure to have incarnated at a time where all models are collapsing. And as mentioned earlier, reality and its infinite creative potential is kind of up for grabs. So Galen is one of my dearest friends. I've known him about 15 years now. We played in a lot of bands together. Dead Horse Highway, which was formed specifically to tour Alaska in the summer of 2014. It's a beautiful, 
memory. Together, we were the creative engine of a six-year collaboration called The Singing Knives, which, if memory serves me well, was some of the most cathartic, explosive, raw, energetic, and oftentimes possessed performances that I've ever participated in. Galen is exactly the type of creative imagination that I'm excited to showcase on this platform. He is a powerfully communicative artist and a wizard, although he wouldn't call himself a wizard. But by that I mean someone who keenly recognizes synchronicities and actively participates in them, causing ripples in reality, which is exactly what we're about here at Beautiful Mutants. I've weaved some acoustic recordings of Galen songs throughout the conversation, so I hope you enjoy that. Late in our talk, we're discussing the concept of the genius, and there is a distortion factor that's coming from Galen's side of the audio, which I couldn't eliminate. Y'all know how much I love fucked up audio anyway, but I thought it was kind of appropriate and symbolic as a visitation of the wandering spirit of genius itself. Classically using our electronics to communicate its presence to us, perhaps. I hope you all dig this talk. If you appreciate the show, please rate and review on Apple Podcasts as it's the main way to extend the audience and get more listeners. All right, much love. Remember, the last frontier in a world with no more frontiers is the human spirit. Music is something that ultimately, no matter how you create it, is it's very much like um, photography, you know, where it's like, um, it's like, this is the moment. At the end of the day, this is the moment. Hi, Galen. Thank you so much for choosing to be on my new show. Yeah, thanks for having me. Dude, I've been listening to the Miss America track like back-to-back for the last hour to, <laughs> to prepare to talk to you. Oh, right. It's a brilliant fucking song, man. Thank you. Thanks. Yeah, I really like the line, Hunger is Violence. Wait, say it again? The hunger is violence line? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, it's funny. I'm excited to get this um, video out because it, it was fun to try and illustrate, um, you know, musical ideas uh, yeah. visually, which you can go a lot of different ways with, but that was a line that I never felt like... I was always, like, concerned it wasn't communicated well. So I did have fun illustrating that line very visually, you know? Just to yeah. put it in a different light. It, it's one that really jumps out at me because it is, uh, in context of the song, it feels like kind of like abstract. And then, you know, I mean, you could take it literally, but I try not to think literally at all. Uh, most of the time I find that it's more useful to get through the world from a metaphorical kind of state of mind. But um, For sure. Yeah, that's one of the ones that jumped out. But the whole damn song is brilliant. But yeah. what's What do you, what do you think is going to happen with music? What do you think people's, like, I mean, you know, in the position that we're in now, there's no more the, the gatherings of music that they used to, you know, no more shows, no more fucking shows. Not the way that they used to be. Yeah, not not the way they used to be. I mean, I don't I don't think it's no more shows, and and you know there are still places very much uh, carrying on. I mean, it's different, but um, you know, like I talked to my brother in who's in Austin, Texas, earlier, and you know there there are clubs there having shows every night of the week. You know, having masked dancing, dance with the partner you came with, <laughs> kind of concept. Um, 
But yeah, obviously shit's really shaken up and especially where I am, you know, in Portland, Oregon, we just went into another four week, uh, intensive shutdown uh-huh. and I, I, I don't know, you know, I, I never, I don't really know or try and think about the future of anything for me. Uh, I've never been real prolific in, in playing shows, you know? It, um, just because there's never been an immediate, like, avenue or approach that has, like, came natural to me, so I've always kind of been, like, uh, you know, mostly taking shows people offer me to, to be honest, or jumping on this or that, and, um, I, I don't know, I'm excited about shaking it up, I've kind of always also complained about the system that we have for experiencing live music where for the most part it's reserved to happening like late at night in a bar (laughs) right sure which is you know is a beautiful thing and and how i learned music and all of that but at the same time i'm um i am someone who's always imagined other things and practiced other things you know i have like a battery powered amp that i love to go play outside with and I've done that with other people you know and um come on down here with the musical theater of the street of New Orleans you know right New Orleans has been doing that well for a long time you know (laughs) yeah we've talked a lot about um we've talked a lot about different approaches to share live music and how it can be kind of related to um theater like I you and I have talked a lot about like house show theater which is still a thing that really excites me, you know, because my favorite, I've always enjoyed house shows more than anything because... Totally. Yeah, just especially especially when, like, because I like the way that the environment changes, like, when, like, the way that a living room that is a living room, once you put, like, a, a band or even a single performer there and you have an audience that is interested and respectful, just how that whole arena changes and it becomes an entirely new space. And, like, it's, like, an agreed-upon reality that now it is a performance space, you know? Absolutely, yeah. But also, I I've, I love that with house shows, um, I love the that there's not there's not the fucking like traditional separation of stage and audience. It's like, it is one thing. It's like a bunch of fucking people in a room doing a thing, you know, and somebody happens to be the one performing and someone happens to be the one listening, but they need each other. And that's always just like really like resonated so strongly in house shows for me, especially touring with strangers and stuff like that, man. I, yeah, totally. I think you've always had a, a, a good approach to that, um, breaking down that, you know, playing the, the stageless stage, you know. Do you remember that place we played? I think it was in, um, Columbus, Ohio, and it was at the college, and it was like a f- all-femme identifying, um, house, and we played in the garage, and you had to walk through, like, a, uh, papier-mâché pussy. <laughs> That they had designed. Do you recall this? God, uh, I I don't specifically recall that. That was so fun, man. That was such a fun one. You were the ceiling was so low that I think you might have had to sit or crouch. <laughs> yeah, I've definitely played those house shows. That, that reminds. I definitely remember the uh, the San Francisco. I think it was a, a comic book store or something. We played real early on. Oh yeah. Yeah, I remember that I mean that was such a cool show, and um, yeah, one of those things where you just right up. There is no separation of audience. You just happen to be holding an instrument, and you're just in this sea of people. Uh, and yeah, I remember walking between the rafters because I couldn't go to one side or the other. And I, I, yeah, that is an amazing. It's definitely an amazing energy, and I times like now I do miss that. But there's also like the really separated performances that I also am really drawn to, you know, where, where there is like very much a separation um, and, and people can kind of sink into that, you know? Mm-hmm. Totally. 
yeah, I mean, you know, change. Everything is change. That's God is change. Life is change. All of that. So finding, finding the new kind of uh, excitement in in what you know in the reality that is is a real adventure and a real um, cool calling. You know, for the artistic mind to be sure. Like, if if the future of live music was like ten people under a bridge at a secret like you know like a secret location and you show up and it's under the bridge with all this graffiti by a polluted river or something and then there's somebody doing some kind of musical performance like i yeah i mean sonic uh, sonic wallpaper sonic graffiti is something i've always thought about in uh what i you know just play music outside or whatever, like you're talking about. Sonic graffiti, that's a really cool phrase. I like that phrase. Yeah, I mean, th think about it, because, you know, you can change a space just like that, you know? If you if you take Second Street and you, you know, paint murals, you know, or, or paint the, the sidewalks or streets or whatever, um, that changes a place, but you can just also put this temporary sound within that space, which, completely also you know uh, invisibly but powerfully entirely changes the whole atmosphere um you know which is what busking is essentially as you know new orleans being probably the greatest place for that you know to experience that yeah yeah one of them for sure um yeah i I really enjoy your um when you kind of wax poetic and philosophical about your ideas about about sound and about music. There you have a great description on your Bandcamp which I can't access right now because I'm in my spaceship pod. But something to the effect of um um something to the effect of um you know meeting past and future, meeting electric and acoustic and mm. and um can you elaborate? I, you know, I think I always, I always try and, uh, I guess, approach any any like creative thing as like just thinking about the the essence of it, you know. And so, in in music, um, it's easy to get you know, wrapped up in, you know, whatever, whatever classification you're, you're in, whatever field you're working in, what is the genre? Are you writing songs? Is it music? Is it, what is sound? What is music? What is noise? All of these things. Um, or just even, even the limitations of like, oh, I'm a guitar player. So, uh, does that mean I use, um, chords does that mean I have six strings on this thing just I don't know all that stuff for me like to kind of stay excited and true I have to just really zoom out from all of that and I've, for as much as I can just think about it as creativity or or expression or whatever the thing is you see creativity as something like external from you maybe as like a like an intelligent an intelligence that is maybe disembodied and not you know not coming from you but kind of utilizing you as a tool the way that you're utilizing the tool of the guitar or the pen or the paintbrush or something like that to put it down uh, yes not again not from a literal perspective you know but just is that something is that a perspective that is uh helpful for you well, I don't, I don't know that it's helpful for me. I don't know that I think about that very consciously. You know, if I'm, um, I, I never sit down and like try and be creative or whatever. It's, it's more just about putting yourself in the position with the tools and just doing it and letting that happen. But I, I definitely, I definitely agree with that perspective because I mean, ultimately I just think of creativity as I think of the force of nature, you know, it's just, it's the natural ingenuity and consistent change and growth and destruction and things that, it, it's just that force that is, you know, God or, or the natural world.
it's like it is the universal principle right it's the universal principle along with along with change right yeah i mean it is it is change and i, I think you can maybe be more proactive in it uh, if you apply yourself but i i think i mean ultimately people are always being creative just just living and even finding one word to say or putting your shoes on like there's a, a creativity to it uh, sure. and then you know art making is is kind of just this like really focused um element of that you know but i think everyone has that and everyone's tapped into it just being alive is a really creative existence and if you want to be artful i, I guess or if you want to be an artist or make uh you know create things it, you're just kind of applying that natural force of nature you're already tapped into in just a really specific way, you know? I don't steal or cheat, but 
experiment too yeah absolutely and then i you know i would add to that like being able to um translate that back to people that maybe uh mm, that i don't aren't called that aren't called to have that entire investigation so to, to maybe break the spell or break the hypnosis so that maybe they are a little right more you know yeah <laughs> finding a way to present it you know with which I guess would come up with, which the second thing I would say would be communication. You know, that would be like the second role of the artist, like, you know, communicating something, connecting and communicating, whatever that is. Maybe it is something really, really precise that you're only going to actually communicate to a small amount of people. And that's still extremely valid. Or maybe it's something you want to communicate to, um, on a universal level, but, um, yeah, I I think finding ways, you know, if you're a painter, finding a way to communicate that truth or whatever it is, or if you're a musician, finding a way to like make that sound that communicates that feeling or write the lyric that communicates that idea. I don't know. I think communication is a really important role. And like right now that is so needed because, uh, communication is having a lot of breakdown, you know, and if you can create a safe space for people to just think different thoughts, mm-hmm. that yeah. is so like fucking uh, fundamental and positive, I think. Yeah, absolutely. Anomalous behavior, especially in the realm of the internet, you know, being anomalous so that algorithms aren't like, how do I sell this person something? Just being fucking bizarre is really great, you know. Um, I was thinking, I was talking to some friends a few days ago, and we were talking about how the main functions of social media can really be boiled down to two, like, childhood games, which is basically... um, show and tell like and and also i'm telling (laughs) (laughs) that's pretty much the basic formula of like social media yeah yeah i can't argue with that 
So a little anomalous behavior, a little like just kind of like uh, I don't know surrealism or Dada in in a sense. Like what is twenty first century Dada? You know, it's not like it was in 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 twentieth century. It's got to be something else. But um, just kind of throwing some wrenches into into the way that people um, into the diet, into the media diet of absolutely. I mean, <clears throat> yeah, yeah, Craig. Creating things that that are uh, unanswered, you know, social media is uh, fun as hell for for that realm to just to um, yeah, like you say, throw throw a wrench in people's thought process because you know if, if especially in right now where people are fairly physically isolated and I think a lot of us are connecting through things like that. Oh yeah. Um, you know to to stumble across like someone's uh, social media expression that is a completely un, uh, uh, unfinished like thought or just like a, I don't know, just, just someone reaching into the left field of their brain to share that. Um, yeah, definitely appreciate that side. Yeah. I I think of it as like folk art. It's it's a lot like folk art to me. Like memes and shit like that is a lot like um a lot like, you know, painting on a on a tore up coffee can was uh you know, with clay. Right. Maybe at the maybe at the turn of the twentieth century or something like that. It's it's a similar type of expression, but you know, of course it's it's just being uh so much more influenced. I don't know the the kind of collective group mind of human consciousness itself is like so apparent in our tools, right? Which has always been the case. I mean, magicians and mystics since uh since forever back, <laughs> forever back. That's a funny term. Um, they've always been talking about the collective consciousness, right? And to some degree, and here it is like manifest in the material and it's being used in such devastating ways. Um, and, and really wonderful ways too, but holy shit. I don't know, man. I mean, deep fakes, right? Like the, no, the, the idea, you know, the idea that like you're, there will be a representative of you after you die that can just kind of talk to your loved ones as though it is you so they don't have to deal necessarily with the pain of your death. I mean, that's a technology that exists and will be marketable maybe within the next five, ten years, perhaps. Sure. Like, um, Which raises really great questions about, like, what is death, you know? Because maybe death doesn't exist after all. Like, you know, pe- people just say... Uh, as they say in the east it's just dropping the body right but you but the spirit continues to live well now there will be a physical representation of that but it's like a hollow shell a fucking shell <laughs> you know I, I still um i still ultimately really do believe in death and i believe in digital death too you know even with something like that um you know yeah sure maybe um maybe there's a bot keeping your facebook page alive for fuck, even 12,000 years, uh, I still think there is, at some point, a physical death to even that, you know? So, and, and, I, and, I, and I really do believe in a physical death of, um, of your human body and, and all of that, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, I, yeah. I, like, like an end, do you think, like their end point? Yeah, yeah, a period at the end of the sentence. Big, fat, black period of nothingness. <laughs> Not a question mark? No. <laughs> no, just a, maybe an exclamation point, depending on how you go. <laughs> right, right. But, yeah, I mean, to, to go back to... Uh, but then, like, the atoms and the particles just kind of, like, turn into something else, right? So then the question is, is, like who are you and like what is your you know are you you're just the story a temporary story right but like the the physical material that that makes up you will continue to go on and consciousness will most likely continue to go on so yeah interesting yeah for sure yeah it, it is interesting it isn't that kind of um i i guess ultimately i feel 
consumed enough with with my present life that um, that those ideas aren't that they aren't significant to me not right now at least you know um, yeah it, they, it, I guess when I think about things like that um, they remind me of like trying to think about you know heaven when I was a child or hell <laughs> you know mm-hmm. it, it's just um, it's interesting thought but it, but it's it's just kind of irrelevant to me right now cool I mean yeah well I mean you're you're making what I consider to be really powerful and really um important a, a silly word I don't want to use that but just really powerful fucking work man I mean I think a lot of people that a lot of people vibe with 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 your creation so if you you're on your path. Don't, don't, don't go out into the weeds, you know, until the weeds come and call you. For me, like I just, these are the things I s- sit up thinking about at 4 a.m. all the time. <laughs> For sure. I mean, I, I'm just too obsessed with, with uh, now. I, I guess in, in, a physical analogy is kind of like, you know, there's conversation about, um, you know, inhabiting Mars or the moon or whatever it is. And, and I guess that the afterlife kind of feels like that to me, where it's like, man, all I want to do, which feels like a, a fully consuming task at this point and enough for me, is just like be right here and make this really fucking great, you know, whatever this is. And if this is just, you know, 45 years on planet Earth, or if I get 99 years, uh, like... That's all. That's all I want to focus on. And if at some point that becomes just like, like uh, I don't know, just so blissed out and perfect that I have like the headspace to go to think into other dimensions or or whatever or other planets or afterlifes, then then I definitely sure I, you know I think about it, but. I don't, I honestly don't give that a lot of thought or energy. It's like, I'm so obsessed with like life, my being alive right now and this planet. Like that's. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, it's wonderful. Yeah. I mean, to be, to, to give a hundred percent of focus moment to moment to whatever you're doing is I think like kind of the ultimate is like the pinnacle of human consciousness right like moment to moment just be doing what you're doing you're washing the dishes you're giving 100 percent of your conscious attention to washing dishes washing dishes can become the most psychedelic intense incredible thing there is because you're 100 percent focused on it you know you're pumping gas 100 percent of your human conscious fucking attention to pumping gas oh my god pumping gas is bliss like you know like all the way down the line it's and it is one of the most it's the most difficult thing to do because we're so fucking fragmented like naturally and then just like you know 21st century human minds like i mean the game is to fragment them even more right like i mean we're just like so we're we're a hornet's nest of 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 um of desires and personalities and um you know anxieties that are going out into a million different directions all at the same time but if you could bring that all back to center and like do everything with a hundred percent like conscious like attention and awareness that is like probably bliss states you know i i i mean you know i guess i've like had uh i've I've tasted it maybe and i was like wow that is beautiful but i can't i can't do that at all let's you want let's talk about songwriting i want to hear your thoughts and ideas song i mean i i Personally, I identified as a songwriter for like 12 years, like, or more. I mean, I still do, but now, but I think that like, that was like, you know, that was the badge of my identity, right? <laughs> so, <laughs> totally. Like, I would pull it out when I would meet and I, I am a songwriter. This is what I'm here to do. And, um, and I think back on like what that really means to me and like what songs are. 
you know, having having gotten into kind of like magical phenomenon and stuff like that, at this point I would answer their spells. Um, their spells to kind of just like, like, well, what you commented on earlier when you were talking about sonic graffiti. Uh, their spells just kind of like... Um, change change conscious awareness for the for a period of time in which they're being listened to and then they linger and they affect you know they they affect somebody as they go about their their day-to-day business afterwards if it's a good song it'll stay with you and it'll come back and and it kind of haunts you and and you revisit it often and then it becomes this kind of part of your uh monologue for sure yeah yeah, um, yeah. I, I mean, for me, the idea of um, thinking about a song in like a the, the traditional sense, you know, is is a pretty new, I guess, interest of mine. You know, like I've always been, uh, I've been playing music and like really interested, you know, uh, and dedicated to music for a long time, but really. I, I mean, honestly, um, this year, uh, most especially, has been a year where, um, you know, I, I, I guess the, the backstory of it is basically just finding myself um, in isolation, <laughs> uh, which is something I've had a hard time like, creating, you know, just, just space and time. And was kind of gifted with that through this um, pandemic. And so just having months um, for the first time in my life, kind of, you know, alone in a room and, and not playing with other people, um, just, you know, writing a lot, uh, which I had also been doing more recently, just a lot of writing. And then kind of just, you know, playing, playing like a nylon string guitar and... Um, you know, I was talking about essence earlier and just kind of that obsession of essence and uh, something really clicked for me this year about like songwriting and what a song can be. Um, and yeah, I would say that's like the idea of being a songwriter is kind of a title or, or, you know, interest of mine that's fairly recent because I didn't like that. Oh, what didn't you like about it? I want to hear about that. Uh, what I didn't like about it was, um, to me, it it stigmatized this this idea in my mind of like, um, oh god, the the idea of the the singer songwriter, the idea of of. Um, of this this thing that oh music is always secondary or like how how I present myself I can just you know grab this you know three chord thing and I can grab these you know tropes of songwriting and slap together this um, you know regurgitated narrative uh, and there's a lot of beauty to that I mean I grew up with folk music and and you know, folk, Irish folk music and all of that. But at the same time, it, that wasn't something that excited me. And it wasn't until recently I realized, like, oh, this idea can be approached any way you want, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and um, yeah, I don't know. And, and for me, it's... For me, I always get most creative when I can limit myself as much as possible. Totally. And so spending years getting really lost in sound, um, you know, whether it's like playing with effects pedals or different instruments, um, really putting all my energy into feeling like what are the emotions of these different sounds. And now um, I kind of really don't fuck around with any of that. Like these days I, I really enjoy the concept of writing songs. Uh, and yeah, I, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm excited about, um, just the like stripped down focus it allows me, you know, where I feel like I've picked something where when I have an idea in the middle of the day, 
in the past, it would kind of be overwhelming because I would be like, um, oh, is, is this a comic? Is this a painting? Is this um, an outfit? Is this like um, a, a recipe? Uh, is, you know, is this a 12-minute instrumental piece? Like, whatever. And I, I don't know. I kind of feel like I, I made a decision recently in this year where I'm like, okay, like, um, songwriting is a place where if you're creative about it, like, you can really put anything you want. similar you know when an idea comes and i'm kind of like oh what is this well, how do i do this but rec recently i've been asking the idea like how do you how do you want to take shape you know talk to me like as though it were a person interesting ideas, See? Talk to me. and less and less it, it it hasn't been songs anymore it's been like oh make a podcast yeah well song. that's that's funny because that's what <laughs> i was gonna say in my experience i always that was always my approach was ask the idea and that would lead me down any number of rabbit holes of like um, just this like shape shifting creative uh, you know hunt basically. Ideas don't have all the control over you that I can like flex back on them, you know, and kind of tell them what tell them what they're gonna be. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, totally. It's a it's definitely a conversation, a dialogue, right? Like um if if an idea is uh, being dictated by the muses, we're, we're just going to let's just roll with the hypothesis that it's an external intelligence. Um if the mu if the muse is going to give you an idea, like you have just as much divine um will as the muse itself. So like it's an it's an agreement, right? And it's a it's a boundary agreement. The way that the way that any kind of communi healthy communication is, right? It's kind of like like this is where I'm at, and then and then the other thing is like this is where I'm at, and then you muse it, you merge it together, and it becomes it becomes what you share with the world. It, it, exactly, and, and I think for most of my life, <clears throat> um, I always thought of like 
uh, you know, like the ideas that, that were more like art ideas, I always kind of gave them this like special like power or, or credence, you know? Uh, and like the more I just think about everything on, on, a, on a similar line, the, the more I, I don't, uh, I don't feel powerless to like creative ideas, you know? So if I'm, if I'm driving to work and I'm, and I'm like, um, God, you know, I could just rob a bank today instead. I have a certain like, you know, intelligence and decisive power on that idea and I make my own decision on it. And I guess the same goes for art ideas, you know? I might have an idea that for a little while I fall in love with of like, um, you know, God, I mean, whatever it is, I, you know, they, they happen uh, by the millions every day. But, um, you know, you get to look at them. They're like courting you or whatever, and you get to, you get to decide if that's what you want to do or not. And, and I don't know, I think for a while I just treated things like that too sacredly, and I just felt overwhelmed all the time because I was like, oh, I'm not fulfilling and serving all of these beautiful ideas like how will I ever do all of this in my life and you know now it's just like oh that's that's a river I can you know dip my cup in if I'm thirsty kind of thing totally yeah it's as diverse as like going out on like the lower east side of Manhattan or something like that like and you see all of these people and things like I mean ideas like it's endless you know it's it endless. is it is endless and it's endless once you I, I for me i feel like it's ens- it's endless once you um surrender the fact that they're not yours really that they're that they choose you rather than you choose them and then you and then like well you know and the negotiation thing that we were just talking about comes into play here but um but you know, for for me, the notion of like writer's block or something like that, like it doesn't really exist any longer because it's kind of like, um, um, because I've let go of the fact that they're coming from me. It's kind of like, I mean, uh, mm, mm, that's sloppy because like I don't want I don't want to say that and then like and then like bind or cut off my tie to to where these things come from. But I think that like when at a certain point in my life, I was like, I'm making these things, I'm creating these things, like I'm I'm doing this, like, oh, look at me, I'm special, like I'm I'm unique, I'm significant, like I'm worthy, you know, because like I, I had a bunch of, I just had like self-worth issues, I suppose. Um, and like, and I would be making these things and then I'd be like, cool. And then they would stop and then I'd be like, oh, like, I don't have this capacity anymore. But, like, since since kind of, like, shutting off the notion that, like, I'm making them rather than, like, receiving them and that they're everywhere all the time, like, and you kind of just have to sculpt them, that has not been an issue for, for a very, very, very long time. It becomes, I feel, you know, I feel in a lot of ways like a collage artist, but you can't... If you're going to be a collage artist, you have to make it a collage and make it its own unique thing, you know. You can't use like you can't you can't make a collage just by um collaging together the Bhagavad Gita. Right. <laughs> you have to like collage the Bhagavad Gita with with uh yeah, with Sports Illustrated. <laughs> no, I, I I feel you. I mean, in, in my um yeah, that that's it's an interesting concept you know the, the whole uh i remember um my cousin who was like studying uh i think like um greek theater or something it was a long time ago telling me this idea of of the genius and how oh uh, yeah how this yeah it used to be you know the way people used to refer to genius was not like that person is a genius. That person it was like that person has a genius. Meaning, 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 meaning. just like this way of, of you know it doesn't pressurize the person as much. It, it yeah, it's like a vis- it's a visitation. It's not like you're special not produce. You know, it's more like oh you know you're, you're tapped into this thing. But you know it's it's interesting all these ideas. 
I really ha- I have to say, like, I'm not, um, it, they, they aren't things I've, I've connected to, because I, I, um, I think I, I've been lucky in that way that I've never really put myself in a position to really, uh, I've never had to force some kind of, um, idea, you know? I always feel like I've been on the other end. I always feel like I'm just trying to like play catch up to them, you know. Mm-hmm. And and in in talking about the balcony and thinking about this, um, I think a good practice for me in in you know getting over whatever that is is just actually um, treating things worthlessly to a certain degree, you know, like. Like, I remember, um, you know, first discovering loop pedals, you know. This was after, like, I spent years recording stuff on my own, which most of the time I, I did just discard or it disappeared or whatever. Uh, but, like, I... Galen, for those who don't know, what's a loop pedal? <laughs> what is a loop pedal? A loop pedal is basically... A um a small you know a guitar pedal a little little metal box that you can um, input sound into and temporarily record that sound to um, typically cycle it you know yeah and and you you know it's a way for a single person to basically build symphonies because you can also you know stack sound on top of sound on top of sound. And I don't know, like spending fucking years of my life, you know, alone doing things like that, which at, at the end of maybe three hours of doing that, you know, with one stomp of your foot, it's just gone. Like that kind of, it, it would almost be like, you know, you're painting, 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 working at this painting. And then, uh, you know, four hours later, you just take a rag and you wipe it clean and walk away. Like that, I don't know, do, doing things like that, and even in visual arts, you know, um, making paintings and then walking down the street in northwest Portland and leaving them on the side of the street somewhere. That kind of thing definitely, I think, uh, I don't know, help, helps, helps me let go of this um, concept that uh, that ideas are, are limited and, and just so special and, and need to be treated so specially, you know? It just kind of helps you just jump in the river and be like, if you're listening, uh, you're, there are ideas all the time, too many to even digest. It also seems like it's a really cool way of um, reminding yourself that the world is your home. I'm just I'm just going off of the leaving the paintings in in the city. Like that's a that's a practice that I've been doing recently. Actually, I have these old business cards um, that are no longer relevant, but um, I really love the design. And I have <laughs> I have an incomplete tarot deck of the Marseille tarot that someone gifted me a long time ago, and I used a few of the cards in collages um, and and art pieces, which is something I, I I have a lot more reverence for the tarot now and I don't know if I would do that anymore but at this point in my life I I was doing that but I've been um I've been kind of I've been gluing the business cards on the back of tarot cards and taking them with me everywhere in New Orleans and if there's like a particular spot in the city that feels like it's like relevant or like calling me like I've, I've just been leaving it there and just for some like if somebody finds it then they find it you know and it just feels like a really cool um like easter egg treasure hunt type game but it reminds you that like it just reminds you that you're here it just reminds you that like the world is your home oh, i like that idea yeah that the world is your home you know you're not just confined to um the box in which you rent or Habitat. Yeah, if you want to fucking decorate the, the tree in the park or whatever, yeah, that I, I feel that it's a good, important feeling. The world is your home. Thank you for listening, everyone. Take care of yourselves and each other.
Hang in there. Through love, all pain will turn into medicine.